This is episode 36 of the Globetrotter Lounge podcast. Welcome to the Globetrotter Lounge podcast, conversations with women who have found creative ways to travel more. I'm your host, Jet Set Lizette, and I've been able to make dream travel a reality by racking up airline miles and hotel points, saving over $100,000 in travel costs. But that's just one way to travel more. Hearing how others have made travel a priority is a great way to get ideas and get inspired. This podcast is going to help you become the globetrotter you've always wanted to be by bringing you valuable tips, resources, and insights from seasoned travelers. Today, I'm talking with Caitlin Blythe, an entrepreneur who has turned her passion for travel into a thriving business. In 2017, she launched Waypoint Goods, selling her signature travel scarf for women. And she eventually was able to leave her full-time architecture job and create a completely new lifestyle for herself that included more travel. Caitlin is going to be sharing about her early experiences with international and solo travel, what led her to start her business and leave her original career path, how being an entrepreneur has brought more travel into her life, and much, much more. You're also going to hear about her childhood growing up in a motorcycle family and how she and her husband have found a very fun and creative way to travel more domestically. It's a great conversation. And I'm super excited because today's episode is actually sponsored by Waypoint Goods. And I've talked about Waypoint Goods before and the travel scarf that Caitlin has created. I actually have one myself and I love it. She created the scarf as a travel product because it has a pocket in the scarf, which allows you to travel without a purse, but it's also super useful at home. And, you know, when you go to places that don't allow bags, like sports games and concerts, it's really handy to have a scarf that you could put your keys and your wallet and your phone in. So it's turning out to be an incredibly good investment that I made when I bought that from her. So Caitlin, who obviously I'm interviewing today, she recently created a stadium series collection, which has 18 team color combinations for college and pro sports fans. And it is football season now, so it's a great time to grab one of those scarves and take it to a game. She did have a sale earlier this month on that stadium series collection, but she's providing a special 15% discount for Globetrotter Lounge podcast listeners, which I'm super excited about. You can just visit Waypoint Goods com and use the code JETSET at checkout. So having said that, let's get into the interview. Well, welcome, Caitlin, to the Globetrotter Lounge podcast. I am definitely excited to have you here and can't wait to share your story with everyone. So thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. This is great. Yeah. And let's just start off like I always do. I love to start at the beginning and hear the story <laughs> of how travel came into your life and what sparked the travel bug for you. Awesome. Um, well, <laughs> I started traveling a lot with my family. Um, I grew up in Colorado and my family was a huge motorcycle family. So we actually did a ton of van travel um, when I was a kid and we would go all over Colorado, but also all over the U.S. and in chasing motorcycle races and camping and kind of exploring um, the U.S. via van. So doing a lot of more road trip travel than airline travel. So that's kind of where the very young age of travel began. 
That sounds fun. I mean, a motorcycle family. I don't think I've heard anyone say that on this podcast yet. What is, tell me more about that. (laughs) So my dad raised motorcycles professionally for most of kind of his late adult life. Um, And then my brother got really, really into it kind of growing up in that environment. So he's raced actually all over the world. He lived in Italy for a year and raced over there. He's lived in Brazil for a year and raced there and kind of commuted back and forth. So it's kind of motorcycle, motorcycling has just been a part of our family for a long time. Um, And I actually just got back from a trip with my dad via motorcycle to the Tetons. So it's still part of our life. (laughs) Wow. I was going to say, I was going to ask you, so do you ride motorcycles too? And so it sounds like you do. I actually do more of the the backseat, sitting on the back and taking photos and staring at the sky. That's more of my role. (laughs) <laughs> Sounds fun. I think yeah. I could hang with that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you grew up doing that, a lot of road tripping. Um, and when did more maybe international or, you know, airplane travel come into your life? Um, really, that started for me during college and especially during a study abroad. That was kind of the gateway to my my travel so where were you studying abroad? Was that part of, tell me what, what you were studying and how you ended up studying abroad. Um, I actually went to school for architecture and my final semester of undergrad, I decided to do a study abroad and I had, I had some great options, but I decided to go with Florence, Italy. Um, so I headed over there for my last semester of undergrad and just absolutely head over heels, fell in love with travel. Like that was it. I was hooked. Italy is amazing. It's so easy to fall in love with travel there. So that that was when I got full travel bug. <laughs> full on travel bug. I relate to that. I think I've had another guest so far who also it was Italy, study abroad in Italy and myself included. I did ah. a study abroad in Italy in Perugia at 19 and was like, okay, yes, please more yes. of these experiences. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's the gateway country. <laughs> that's right. So, okay. So you were there for architecture study. You came back what happened next? Did you finish your studies, become an architect? What happened? Um, Well, I came back. That was in 2009. And if anyone recalls, that was the worst time ever to be anything, but mostly an architect. Um, So I did what any student would do and just goes and plows on through to grad school. So (laughs) I went to grad school for two years and got my master's of architecture. And then in inter- kind of spursed in there, like after every semester, I would plan a trip. And that was the only thing that got me through grad school. So I'm like, okay, if I can make it through these two more studios, if I, I'm going to go to Asia after this. So I would look forward to that. And that would kind of be the light that, that guided me through. And that's how I got through grad school. So you did travel as like a break. Yes. Like, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to relax. I'm going to see something new. And as a reward, like this is the light at the end of the tunnel. Yes. And how were you able to afford that? How did you finagle these trips? Um, you would be so proud of me. I, a lot of this was very early travel hacking, um, doing some credit card things, doing a lot of kind of low budget places like Asia specifically. Like I went to Vietnam um, in 2009 and it was wildly affordable to go there. It was the, the flight was by far the most expensive thing. Um, so I used miles for that. <laughs> um, so that was that was part of it. I also... Um, set up a travel fund. So even during school, it was like, oh, here's 10 bucks. Let me throw it in my travel fund. And then by the end of the semester, I had a little bit of cash. And I was like, okay, I can go somewhere now. (laughs) That is so smart. I never did that. I wasn't that good at the kind of like, you know, let me put a little money away. I just 
you know, ended up working my butt off getting miles and points. But like, I'm always impressed people like, oh, like you actually had a travel fund for that. (laughs) Like, that's so smart. I mean, it was not like a triple digit. It was a triple digit travel fund. There was a lot in there. You were thinking about it. (laughs) I was trying. (laughs) Yes. Awesome. Okay. So, so you were using travel as this escape reward, just break exploration time. Um, And then what happened next? You got out of grad school, I would imagine you graduated. Yes, um, I did graduate and I graduated in 2012. And it was one of those where it was, again, the economy still wasn't great, still wasn't really picking up. But eventually, I remember being on a trip with my mom and we were in Machu Picchu in the Galapagos. And I finally got an email with a job offer and it was like, yes, I can do this. Um, so I got back from that trip um, and started a job in architecture and kind of worked my way through there. I worked as an architect for about two or three years before I realized that this is this was not what I wanted. Like this is, the, the wool has been pulled away from my eyes. I don't like working 60 to 80 hours a week. I don't like having two weeks of vacation and begging and pleading for those vacation days off. So I began to search for a different option and what other ways could I use this creativity and this passion for travel and kind of turn that into a business and mostly creating a lifestyle that I wanted to live. I knew I wanted to travel. I knew I didn't want to be stuck in an office <laughs> all day, all night, answering emails at all crazy hours. Um, so I started to look into different options in doing that. And I was lucky enough to have a great mentor. And he was kind of dabbling in Amazon at the time and how to get into the e-commerce world and everything like that. So he was about a year ahead of me. And so he really helped me kind of pursue that avenue of e-commerce specifically. And then all that was left for me is trying to figure out a product and how do I, what do I want to sell? Um, so I had just taken a trip through architecture, through an architecture scholarship actually, um, to go to Scandinavia to study the effects of urban cycling on the built environment, hmm. which was a fancy way to say, I want to go to Scandinavia and <laughs> I want to ride my bike there and I will talk awesome. about architecture. Perfect. Uh, so during that trip, I had actually found a, a video of this woman hand sewing this scarf and it was a scarf with a pocket in it and i am despite the architecture background which is very much an arts and crafts kind of thing i'm a terrible sewer I've, I've never picked it up so i just slaughtered this poor scarf that i that i made i actually still have it <laughs> um and i made a, a scarf with a pocket and i took it on this trip to scandinavia because chilly there all the time and everyone wears scarves in europe <laughs> and being able to take just a scarf and put my phone and my passport and my wallet and my bike lock keys in it, zip it closed and then ride through the city and then park my bike and hop into a little coffee shop and not have a purse or a bag or anything like that was just total freedom. And I came back from that trip and I was like, this is it. This is what people need. This is what women need to travel. They need it to feel safe. They need it to feel secure. And then of utmost convenience to be able to to not have a bag or a purse. Like, this is the thing. Brilliant. <laughs> so I <laughs> proceeded to put that, test that product in a lot of different ways and eventually put it on Amazon. Wow. And how did it do when you put it on Amazon? <laughs> Fabulously. Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, I don't, I'm a school for architecture. I don't have any business background. Um, so it's been a lot of the Google MBA. Yeah. As far as like, <laughs> what's this? Research, research. Um, so it was definitely... Um, for me, the most important part was like product testing and fabric testing and determining the right size and everything like that. But then by the time I got it up in Amazon, which was in 
kind of spring of 2017, I promptly sold out of it. Wow. <laughs> so I ordered more colors and then I actually started designing my own textiles based on my travels. That's a great idea. Wow. <laughs> so you started designing your scarves and, and the print and the pattern based on where you've been. Correct. And actually, that's one of the things I loved about it when I first saw your product. I think it was at the Women in Travel Summit in mm -hmm. Quebec. Yes. Quebec City. And I was like, I love this idea that you were, you know, it was based on locations. And then you have different, like, they come out, different prints come out periodically with a new look and feel and you explain what it is on the tag. And, you know, I really like that. It's a great idea. Thanks. I think it's fun because I, and I chose to do cities because I feel like every city has its own personality and its own vibe and its own style. And it's much more specific than a region. Like if I did Colorado, the scarf would look totally different, but I did Denver. And so it's the view of the front range where you're coming kind of out of Denver into the mountains. And it's, and it's kind of taking that essence of each city and really turning that into a textile pattern that resonates with people and kind of tells that story of that place and, and makes you feel more connected to it. That's awesome. So, so your travel experiences are kind of literally woven into your product. Woven. And, I love it. <laughs> like <laughs> literally. <laughs> um, and, you know, also obviously being a traveler, you thought it, this is a great idea, right? You, you know what travelers, what women travelers need. And so now that you're doing this and you're getting, you know, some success at this and you've started this business and now you have your own thing, you're not just on Amazon, you have your own website and selling. How has this impacted your traveling? Like you're not stuck behind a desk all the time. Well, maybe you're probably at a desk sometimes, but you're not at the architecture job, the slave to the, you know, mo many hours. Have you been able to travel more and what has that looked like? It's been really pretty incredible. Um, I... So I started in 2017 and then by April of 2018, I was able to actually leave architecture full time. So I ran the business for a little bit while working 60 to 80 hours a week, which was tough, but I made it. And so now, now that I don't have that anymore, my travel is really unlimited and it's, it's, it feels so nice to be able to say yes whenever any travel opportunities come up. Like, come to Seattle to hang out. Okay. I'm free. Yeah. <laughs> or one of my girlfriends is doing, um, she's going to a, a, see a furniture rep in, because again, architecture friends um, in Germany. So we're actually leaving in four days to go to Germany to go to her furniture rep warehouse and then wander through Germany. So it's it's made a lot of these opportunities to travel and the spontaneity of, of traveling really incredible. And instead of sneaking out a couple weeks a year to travel twice, two, three times a month with four or five international trips a year, typically. Wow. So it's, it's great. It's really, really incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. So inspiring because you can work wherever you go. You can still be taking care of your business um, and just have that flexibility. And I know clearly some of your travel has been business related. Like I yes. met you at Quebec City yes. um, <laughs> where you were showing us all your product and um and then you, you know, we were in Maine together. I saw you there. Uh, so, Austin. and then, oh yeah, right, Austin. I've seen you a lot. <laughs> I know. Gosh, no wonder I have your scarves. I'm always like, look, there's another color, you know. Anyway, but no, it's it's really um, fabulous that you also get to go to these places because you are promoting your product. But then you can also just take off and go see your friends and, you know, go on other travel as well. So, and I, I you know, we could talk about the fact that you can write off your travel when it's business related, right? Which yes. I guess having a travel product, you could probably <laughs> say that almost any trip 
is business related. Indeed, which is, again, <laughs> this is why I built the lifestyle instead of the, the business. I, I built this lifestyle where I wanted travel to be absolutely the foundation of my company. And it's incredible. So I get to go anywhere and I get to be inspired by the place and maybe I make a scarf out of it and maybe I don't. Maybe I do down the line, but kind of everything really gets to be a travel write-off, which is a business write-off for travel, which is incredible. Right. And you can open business credit cards. I'm just yes. going to put a plug for that. <laughs> Please do. Yes, I have several. Because They're great. <laughs> having a business allows you to open a whole other set of credit cards that, you know, you can get travel perks and miles and stuff from, which I think sometimes yeah. people don't think about that. But becoming an entrepreneur and having your own business really allows that extra perk. Total perk. So what challenges have you had to face since all of this started? What have been some of the struggles, if any? Um, there's definitely been several. <laughs> it's, I think it's, oh man, there's been a lot of struggles. I think what I've noticed about running a business is the highs are so high and then the lows are really, really low. So when you're kind of just working at a regular job, it's just kind of like stable and flows and you have rough weeks and rough days, but it's mostly fine. And when you run your own business, it's like, oh my gosh, we're out of inventory, panic, crisis, <laughs> or it's like, yeah. or like the place where I'm at right now actually, we have so much inventory, we like can't afford to keep it. <laughs> like, so it kind of cycles through these things and then ebbs and flows. And it's really a, a total learning process. And the challenges for me are always business related. Like I don't have a business background. I like making, I like going places and making beautiful scarves. <laughs> like right. that's what I'm really, really good at. So for me, the challenges are identifying what I'm, what I'm not good at, and then potentially seeking some help or guidance in those areas. So that kind of humility of not knowing at all and <laughs> being okay with that is, has been kind of a lesson that I've learned. And I think failure is totally a part of it. We're always scared to fail and it's just part of it. That's just kind of how you move on. That's how you grow. you learn those lessons from a failure. Success is great, but you don't really learn anything. You're like, wow, that worked. Right. <laughs> great. It might not work again the same way. Like this, the failures really are kind of what define you in it. You get to grow from them and it kind of repositioning that into a positive light is kind of, it's a good thing to fail. <laughs> it means you're trying. Yeah. And how can you, I mean, there is no way to avoid those kind of mistakes and, and failures, quote unquote. Um, mm. But like you said, they're just great opportunities for growth. And then I don't know, I also feel like I can help someone else. Once I've failed at something miserably, it allows <laughs> me to relate to other people and then help them through when they hit that same roadblock. So it's always worth it. Plus, now you have a business because you weren't afraid to fail. Yeah. You know, like you were willing to take the risk. So what has been your greatest, you talked about the highs, mm -hmm. what have some of the highs look like? What is, what are some of the great things about having this business? Um, I'll give you two examples. First one, um, I got to take my mom back to Paris and we kind of relived her backpacking trip when she went there, when she was my age. And so we got, I got to go back to the same places and kind of relive that. And it's one of those moments that you, you just don't, often get is to go somewhere with your parents somewhere they haven't been for 30 years and and kind of watch them re-explore re the city and, and it's because I didn't have to take vacation days and I wasn't worried about everything and I used miles to buy plane tickets and, and it was having the ability to do that was such a this is such an incredible thing for me to be able to do and to give back to my family so that was kind of on the emotional side a great high um Another incredible high was I actually last year at the end of the year after the Christmas holiday season, which is obviously very big for us, 
um, I was able to pay off my student loans. Wow. In one giant lump sum payment. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> Which was amazing. And this was like 50 grand in student loans. So wow. That, you know, again, incredible highs. Like how amazing. Like who can do that? You, no one can do that. Like it's wow. incredible. So I feel really grateful to be able to have done that. And that yeah. really helped me kind of close this architecture chapter and be like, okay, well, done with that. <laughs> now we yep. can kind of go full forward into entrepreneurship. That's so great. That's inspiring. That's amazing. Thanks. And I bet you weren't <laughs> thinking that this soon into it, you'd be like, okay, I can just pay off my student loans now. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but huge perk. <laughs> That's incredible. Congratulations. But I mean, I just want to be like, you. let's just take a moment and really <laughs> yes. think about that. <laughs> That's amazing. Thanks. So, yeah. so you could travel more, you've gotten out of debt. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I was thinking about what you said about putting the architecture piece behind you. And yes, career wise, you have, but I'm assuming that that part of you that's so creative, you know, the the part that designs and things like that is definitely still alive in this business that you're doing. Absolutely. And I think it more than anything, and this could be an, an Italy hold off, but it really impacts how I travel and how I see a city and understanding kind of the built environment and how buildings shape cities and how, you know, there's a church next to a piazza. So like the void and the kind of positive in a city and how those are all built. So I kind of experience cities and buildings from my architecture perspective. And I, I really kind of fall in love with them based on that knowledge and that experience and kind of that that love of understanding public space and built built space. Um, and then also, you know, I love being creative and I, I love seeing new things and that wonder and that sense of joy that I get from travel is really being able to translate that into a textile pattern is 100% my background in architecture. So I'm, I'm not <laughs> discrediting my architecture background. Yes. I really, there's so many things I took from that and moving forward that I wouldn't have had I not taken all those steps. Yeah, exactly. You just didn't know how it was going to play out, you know, for you in your life, but it's still totally part of who you are and forms what you're doing. I love that. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my business totally fails. I'll just go back to being an architect. Like, <laughs> there you go. You got some skills. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got a fallback plan. <laughs> you too. Love it. Um, so let me ask this. How has your life changed? I mean, clearly we've been talking about how your life has changed since starting this business, but let's make it even bigger and say, how has travel changed you maybe internally um, since that time you got bit by the travel bug in Italy and looking from then until now, how has travel changed you? I, I mean, I think travel has totally shaped who I am and, and how, how I am and how I run my business and how I see the world. I think a lot of my travels, especially my early travels, were actually all solo trips. Um, like my study abroad was, I mean, a solo trip, even though you're with a lot of people and you stay in a homestay and things like that. But it really was kind of a controlled first solo travel. Um, and then I went on a, a pretty serious solo travel bender. And I think solo travel is something, especially international solo travel, is something that really is really important for women to do. I think the strength and the strength in yourself that you find when you travel by yourself is, is like second to none. You learn that you are able to do anything. You can solve problems. You can make your own decisions. You can do whatever you want to do. You can walk down this street if that strikes your fancy. You can go into this store. You can eat here. Like really exploring that yourself in a traveling environment, I think is so incredible. And I, I love hearing other women have solo adventures and, and what the strength they find in themselves when they come out of it. 
um, that is really part of what gave me the strength to take the risk to start my own business is, you know, you, you find your, that strength in yourself and it's really incredible. Wow. Love it. Yeah. And solo travel comes up a lot. I feel like women who travel more and, and find ways to travel more, fall in love with travel. There's that point where when they try solo traveling, it's sort of like, what? This is amazing. I can do this. Because I think there are a lot of voices that say, you know, be careful, like this could be really risky. And you know, oh my gosh, why are you traveling alone? But to find that ability, like actually, it's great. You know, it's great. It's really liberating. And that really, a lot of those emotions were part of why I chose to make the travel scarf as a product to help women feel more comfortable when they travel to really feel safe and secure. Like, your passport is in your scarf. It's not in your back pocket. It's not in your purse. Like it's going to be really hard for you to lose that or for that to get taken from you. And and giving women that security and that safety and kind of that empowerment to really go out and do something they've always wanted to do, but maybe been a little scared to do. So taking away that that risk factor and that kind of almost excuse allows them to to move forward to do something they've always wanted to do. Yeah, I love that. I can't wait. I'm so excited to you know keep using it not only on my next trips, but this whole stadium scarf thing that you got going on. <laughs> I was like, wait a second, how was I putting the scarf away in my closet? Like, okay, I'm not traveling now. Got my scarf here, whatever for next time. And then I read your thing about it. I was like, oh yeah, I co totally could have worn this to a game or a concert at home. So I think that's also like super helpful. Like the whole slave to the purse thing, you know, and they don't want you to bring in bags. And then you're like, where am I gonna put this? My phone, it was gonna, you know, stick out of my pocket. Someone's gonna pickpocket me, you know? And I was like, oh my gosh, whole new reality. That scarf is coming out of my travel area and back into like, put it right by the purses, you know? So it's really brilliant also at home. Thank you. Yeah, I think a lot of times I'm again, because now I work from home, so I live in yoga pants. Um, <laughs> you know, never having pockets. It's great for like running to the grocery store. Um, I take it to yoga all the time because so I can just put my keys in it. Like I, I use it actually more as a lifestyle product at home kind of for convenience and then kind of as a necessity when I travel. So I love that I get to share that with you guys on a, a more lifestyle product. Yeah, that's really great. <laughs> I want you to use it more than your two weeks a year. <laughs> yeah, and I love that it could, in a way, like your scarf itself is helping inspire women to travel more. It's like, you don't have to worry about your safety. You can wear the scarf and everything's right by you. You yes. know, it's just a piece of that, you know, encouragement, like you said, and empowerment. Like, don't worry about it. I got you, you know, um, so <laughs> love it, love it. Um, what's your next big adventure? I mean, this really my my most upcoming adventure is this Germany trip, um, which we are renting a car and we're kind of having like a best friend's journey through Germany. And it happens to coincide with Oktoberfest in Munich. Perfect. So that's going to be great. And I, so I'm going to do this is kind of a great combo because I have four days while my friend is at her furniture <laughs> warehouse that I actually get to explore the Black Forest. So I'm going to do that. It's kind of like a little mini solo trip and then move into friend's trip. And I think it's going to be great. I'm really excited. I've never been to Germany. So this is going to be a, a fun adventure for me. I loved Germany when I went. I went when I was 19. I really <sighs> enjoyed it. And I didn't, I don't know. I didn't think I would for some reason. I don't know why I thought that. I don't know what I was thinking, but I really <laughs> enjoyed it. So I'm sure you're going to love it. Um, one other thing we didn't touch on. I think you have like a van life thing going that we haven't talked about. <laughs> so you travel, you're still like part of that family that you grew up in, you know, <laughs> you're still living the dream. So tell me about your van travels. Yes. So promptly after I quit my architecture job, my husband and I 
had bought a cargo van, an empty cargo van, and drove back to North Carolina where his parents have retired. And his dad has a full wood shop. He's a carpenter by hobby. And so we built out our entire empty kind of cargo van into a full camper van. Um, so we have a refrigerator, we have a sink, we have batteries and solar power so I can charge my laptop and work on the road. And we have a bed, obviously. Um, and we kind of, because we're, we're gearheads, because we live in Colorado, we have to be able to pack in our skis and snowboards and paddle boards and our bikes on the back and <laughs> make sure we have all of our gear and our toys with us. And of course, our dog. Of course. Gotta have a dog. Gotta have a dog. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> She's our adventure dog. Um, so we actually travel a ton in the van. My husband's off during the summer. So this whole summer, a lot of the summer, we actually went out to Tahoe in California and van life out there. We, we drove the van out. We camped. We paddled on the lake. We rode our bikes everywhere and just basically camped out of the van. And it's incredible way to travel. It's kind of hybridizing what I did as a kid um, with some of my travel love now. And especially being able to go with my husband and my dog, it's it's great. And kind of keep this active lifestyle that we have in Colorado. And so we go all over the place with that van. We've been coast to coast twice now. Um, we went up oh to Niagara gosh. Falls. We did the Grand Canyon. So it's incredible. It's just such a fun way to travel. But we love it. That's amazing. That's a, <laughs> such a great way to travel more. And that does come up pretty often, like this whole idea of like, wait a minute, we don't also have to always get on an airplane. Yeah. You can drive and our country's amazing and huge and there's a lot to see. Totally. So don't want to discount that. And it looks different every season. So if you've been there somewhere in the, in the spring, go in the fall. Yep. And I really want to see, there's so many places I want to see still like like I haven't done the whole kind of East Coast road trip. Yeah. I really want to do that, you know? Mm -hmm. So when I hear about, you know, outfitting a van, actually, I grew up with a pop top VW camper van ah. in our family I love and have many fond memories of driving from Seattle down to the California, like along California coast and um, staying in the pop top, you know? So when I hear you talk about your van, I'm just <laughs> like, ooh, I'm kind of jealous. Like I want to get a van like that and drive to like all the way my house is right on I-90 here in Seattle and I can drive I-90 all the way to Boston. I've never been to Boston, but I'm tempted. Just one day I might just come home from work, get in my car and freaking drive to Boston because I can. Oh, you should. That would be amazing. I want to do it. <laughs> would it help if I had a camper van? It but... The camper is great because you kind of have your, your turtle shell. So anywhere yes. you are, you have everything you need. <laughs> So I need to like, and I love that you guys outfitted it yourself. And I, my husband's super handy. So you're giving me ideas. I'm mm. like, hmm, maybe I need my <laughs> husband and his brother, who's actually an architect. Let me oh, just say that, yep. um, to <laughs> figure out a van. And then I'm going to drive to Boston from Seattle. So you heard it here I first. Like it. Perfect. If I can't go live in Portugal for a while, for a year, <laughs> I'm just going to drive to Boston instead. It's a good second option. Yes, I think so. <laughs> okay, well. Uh, any final tips or advice for women who are wanting to get started with traveling or like traveling more or either just getting started with travel? Any tips or thoughts? Um, I think kind of in segue from what we were just saying, I think it's really, especially like you go on Instagram and you see all these incredible people that are stunningly beautiful and have these dresses that I don't know how they fit and carry on. And it's incredible. So you see these beautiful visions of, of travel and 
like that is I've never traveled like that. I've never had that experience. I'm always like kind of late to a bus that's an overnight yes. sleeper bus somewhere like in Asia. Like glamour travel is very it's really one segment of travel and I think yes. don't don't get disillusioned by by that. It doesn't it doesn't have to be that. You can go to Boston and it can be the most incredible trip ever and I think cultivating that sense of wonder and just excitement of wherever you're going and that could be a new coffee shop across town or that can be two cities over like travel is just exploring and seeing the world differently it's that's all it is <laughs> so it's just <laughs> however far you go to do that and whatever level of luxury you go to do that i think is is just fine but it doesn't have to be this extravagant glamorous hair blowing in the wind kind of thing like <laughs> Thank it you. really doesn't so, so it's a lot more accessible than you think it is and and i think things like travel hacking is an incredible way to actually make it financially feasible for most people because it's especially if you're trying to travel with family or things like that it gets kind of expensive so travel hacking is a great way to, to save money for that and then i think tips um something that i've really gotten into lately which is sort of um unusual there's kind of a backstory to it. The artist that we used to do the Dream and Desire scarves is actually a, a good friend of mine that I grew up with. And she is actually teaching Krav Maga at a local studio here in Denver. So I've been taking classes with her as a kind of self-defense safety thing <laughs> um, that just is one more like layer of security. So when you're traveling um, to know how to defend yourself. And so if, if you're really, if that's what's holding you back, there's a lot of ways that you can kind of combat that. But I think mostly all in all, like travel is, is something we do for fun. It's something that should make you happy. It should be something that really drives you and kind of fulfills you. It doesn't have to be something that drains you and is exhausting and is is time consuming. So I don't know if those were a concise list of tips, but that's what I have for you. Yes. No, that's all great. I'm over here like nodding my head because <laughs> all of it is so right on. And I love that reminder to start small. It doesn't have to be extravagant. And thank you. Yes, my outfit will probably never match the background. I don't have time to figure all that out when I'm traveling. Um, <laughs> I might find a wall and be like, that would have been so great with that dress that's at home. But oh, well, like whatever. Like I just can't do all that. But no. <laughs> and then also, yeah, that reminder to just go down the street or the next city over. I mean, I live not too far from Portland. I love Portland, Oregon, you know, and when I go down there, I have this amazing time. I'm like, why don't I come here more often? Yeah, You know, so yeah, good. All great tips. Thank you so much. And the idea of taking like maybe a self-defense class if you're nervous or whatever, just whatever enables you to feel empowered. Totally. Um, Okay, well, thank you for all of those great tips and for your whole story and joining me. Where can people find you if they want to um, follow up on what you're doing? Um, you can follow us at waypointgoods.com. That's the website. Um, you can see all of our amazing colors and patterns and prints and different fabric styles that we're launching all on the website. And then on Instagram and Facebook, we're at waypointgoods.com or at waypointgoods. Fabulous. At waypointgoods. <laughs> yes. So... I will definitely be keeping up with what you're doing and congratulations again on, you know, a successful business and being able to pay off your, your loans and Ooh. travel more <laughs> and, you know, get inspiration from where you go for your business. And so it's all really great. I'm just excited for you. And thanks for sharing all of this with my listeners. It's been great to have you. Thank you so much for having me. This is wonderful. Want to check out the resources and links mentioned during the episode? Head over to the show notes at jetsetlazette.com forward slash episode 36. That's jetsetlazette.com forward slash episode 36. 
And also don't forget about that discount that Caitlin is offering. You can get that by going to waypointgoods.com and entering Jet Set as the coupon code when you are ready to check out and buy your new travel scarf. And we also talked quite a bit about travel hacking and using credit cards to earn miles and points. If you haven't heard my solo episode yet about how I have been able to save over $100,000 in travel costs by earning and burning miles and points, you might want to check out the episode at jetsetlazette.com forward slash episode 22. Because that one is a great one to just learn about my journey and how I started doing that. So definitely check that out. So if you've enjoyed this episode, please consider supporting the show. Your contribution will help me with production costs and help me keep creating great episodes. Um, No donation is too small. I'd be super grateful. You can contribute at jetsetlizette.com forward slash support. You can also support me by rating, reviewing, and subscribing on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. By telling a friend to tell a friend, it all really helps. So any of those I would deeply appreciate. Thanks so much for tuning in and getting some travel inspiration, and I'll be back with more in a couple weeks. Until then, remember, life is short, travel more. Travel more.